podcast talking all things health technology and NHS IT. Welcome to Digital Health Unplugged. Hello and welcome to another episode of Digital Health Unplugged. I'm your host, Jordan Soloff, junior news reporter for Digital Health. And I'm very glad that joining me on this episode of the podcast, we have Edward St. John, consultant, breast surgeon and co-founder and chief medical officer of Concentric Health, who's kindly stepped in at quite short notice after David Lochran, the other co-founder of Concentric Health, um, had a baby girl yesterday. So we congratulate him for that. And Edward, yeah, thanks again for stepping at quick notice and for taking time to come on the podcast. How are you, first of all? Great. Well, thank you very much, Jordan. It's a pleasure to meet you. I didn't know I'd be doing this when I first woke up this morning, but um, <laughs> uh, here we are. And uh, it's great to meet you. And it's uh, thank you for uh, having us on your show. Yeah, thank you very much again for stepping in at such short notice. Right. Um, yeah, let's start by kind of going back to the very beginning. Of course, Concentric Health were a finalist at last year's Pitch Fest, which we'll get onto a little bit. But first, I want to go back to the beginning you co-founded Concentric Health with Daph Lochran of course for any listeners who who may not be familiar with you kind of what is Concentric Health what were your reasons for launching the company and kind of how did it all come about yeah thanks so um Concentric Health um essentially um digitizes the consent process um and empowers the patients with Better, better shared decision making, and really a, a, an altogether, altogether better consent process. Um, and it's being used now for consent for surgical procedures, but not only surgical procedures for um, giving consent for chemotherapy, for radiotherapy, for some biologic drugs. Uh, so really, anywhere that in healthcare we would traditionally sit down, talk through a consent process and sign a paper-based consent form. Uh, We've turned this into a digital process that goes far beyond just producing a digital consent form, but actually brings in a lot more information, some multimedia, some curated uh, links for the uh, patients uh, to really understand what they're being told uh, and um, a system by which the um, the medics using it uh, can make sure that they say all the things they need and intend to say to their patients. Um, so that's in a nutshell what Concentric Health is. In terms of, I think you said, you know, how did it all start and, and, and why, you know, why why did we even start doing it? So both Daph and myself are, um, are medics. Um, I'm a, a consultant breast surgeon now. Um, and Daf was a uh, um, urology surgical trainee. Um, but both of us during our training, I think we were asked to consent people um, often for procedures we didn't know too much about um, and always on these paper consent forms. Um, and both of us independently felt that the process was was really a very broken process. The amount of information that each patient uh, received when they were deciding what treatment was right for them was highly variable, depending on who they saw and the experience of the, who they saw and how they communicated. Um, 
and the paper forms were these carbon copy um, templated forms that people had to to start with try to read my handwriting and even I struggle to read my own handwriting so uh, I don't think anyone else can um, and we found that there was just a whole that they were just strewn with errors they weren't filled out correctly and we just thought there must be a better way um, and so we started auditing the process in a number of different hospitals we showed high error rates we started publishing on this um, and then we got together um, so we both joined the Clinical Entrepreneur Fellowship Scheme. I was in the first cohort of that. And then uh, our mentor, Prof. Tony Young, said, wouldn't it be better if you joined forces? Um, and so we did. Um, and Concentric was born. You kind of touched on this, but yeah, you've got the, a very clinical and surgical background being a consultant breast surgeon. How has this kind of experience and knowledge kind of helped and informed your, your role and, and your journey with Concentric Health? So I think uh, our experience um, as doctors using um, IT is often IT is relatively poorly designed um, and certainly feels like it hasn't had the user at heart uh, when you compare it to all the commercial products we're used to using um, Google, Apple, all, all of the things we're used to, the the medical IT products uh, ha, often feel clunky and difficult and, and and not a smooth process. So, and, and I think partly the reason for that is you've got people that design IT products and then you've got the medics and they often sit on two sides of the fence. Um, and where I think our value really lies is I, we're able to see directly the problems because we've had years of experience uh, in that process. But then we're also able to bridge the gap um, into the IT uh, realm and think about user experience. Um, and so I think it's been really important that we have both direct knowledge of what's happening clinically and therefore what is required of the product, but then can also help to make it the best IT solution that we can. Absolutely, yeah. As, as I mentioned before, of course, Concentric Health were finalists at last year's Pitch Fest. I know DAF was heavily involved in that process, but for, for our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with Pitch Fest, I'm sure most of them are, but in case they aren't, Pitch Fest is, of course, Digital Health's our annual competition for health tech startups to help them cement their place in the NHS. So it's now in its fourth edition, Pitchfest 2022, will be run in partnership with DigitalHealth.London and CW+, the charitable arm of Chelsea and Westminster NHS Foundation Trust. And for the third year running, the CW Innovation Programme, run jointly by Chelsea and Westminster and CW+, will offer the winners a real-world test bed in whichever care setting their concept or startup is based. So it is an amazing opportunity for startups to kind of make their presence felt within the sector. As I said, Concentric Health did fantastically last year, 2021 Pitch Fest, reaching the last four. Um, I'm not going to ask you too much about kind of the whole experience that I know DAF was heavily involved, but kind of what do you feel, how good is this kind of opportunity for startups to try and earn this kind of test bed and, and yeah, kind of what impact has it had for, for Concentric Health? Yeah, well, I mean, I think just to start, I think Pitch Fest is a fantastic competition, you know, really highly recommend it. Um, 
you know, I think by the number of startups you had pitching or, or applying last year just shows uh, what a competitive competition this has become. Um, and I'd highly encourage anyone thinking about applying for this year to uh, to, to just go ahead and do it. Um, in terms of what it provides, well, I think providing a test bed is is really the most important thing. Anyone can have an idea, but actually it's the implementation of that idea and making sure it works in real life on the ground. Uh, that is uh, where we find out how good the idea actually is and whether it's proceedable, etc. Um, and so I think um, the fact that it offers that, um, the test bed, but also comes with the you know, great recognition of being a fantastic competition. So it gives you a lot of street cred if you do win it. Um, you know, it's it, it's a great thing to be involved with. Uh, and what's more, you also get to meet lots of like-minded individuals. So it's a great networking event as well. What impact has Pitchfest had on concentric health? Kind of, do you feel kind of entering that competition and doing very well? That helped kind of grow the grow the company and kind of open new doors and opportunities in the last year or so. Yeah, so we certainly met some great people. And I think the importance about applying to these sort of competitions is that you continually have to refine your pitch. You need to think about what are we doing? What are we doing and why are we doing it? Um, and these competitions really help um, you to rationalize and refine down um, those ideas. Um, and that's really important because... When you come to the next phase, say, for example, raising money, that's exactly the skills you require. And so being involved in these sorts of competitions where you get uh, good feedback and you're able to sort of modify your pitches and gets you thinking about your business plan and how it's going to work. These are all really important things to be getting right from the early outset. We look forward to Pitchfest taking place at Rewired this year, March 15th and 16th. We're down to the last 16 now, last 16 finalists who are split into four heats of four and then one from each heat will move through to the final and those final four will present live in person at the Business Design Centre on day two. So we look forward to that. Right, kind of post-Pitchfest now, how's the, how's the last 12 months or so been for Concentric Health? I imagine kind of very busy and also... A year of significant growth. Yeah, so it's been it's been a really exciting year, actually. Um, I mean, if we started the year uh, with well, if we go back to the start of COVID, we were just starting our pilots as we started our very first pilot, which seems to take you know a while to get off the ground. COVID hit, and we were really frightened that this would put the brakes on everything but actually what it what we all now know covid has enabled is it's enabled a massive digital transformation and there was suddenly we were seeing a surge of uptake in terms of people wanting to use our digital product being able to get the benefits of using it remotely um, and unfortunately covid has created problems within um, the healthcare system so within the nhs uh, it's very topical in the news. There's now over 6 million people waiting on the waiting list for an operation. Um, there are these COVID backlogs and struggles that we need to address. And so we need to be thinking more innovatively how we, we don't 
we, we can't just rapidly expand our workforce overnight. So are there any other different ways we could improve efficiency and quality? And the obvious place to look to is for digital solutions. Um, and certainly we've found that people have been looking to us for a digital solution for uh, the consent problem. Um, and that's also now come with um, NHS uh, endorsement. So NHS X ran a NHS uh, recovery funding scheme. They've been giving money to the ICSs. Um, and so we're now starting to benefit from that as well, because there's been a call. For, they've made electronic consent as one of their priorities for 2021-2022. Uh, so we've seen we've seen a real uptick in the desire to use digital tools to help improve efficiencies, and we're we're doing that in our small way, but but for consent. I think that the growth is kind of evident in the fact that we reported in November last year you received a £500,000 investment from a syndicate of 24 businesses, match funding and, and kind of private investors. What has or, or what will kind of this investment enable you to do? Yeah, so um, that that was a, a really wonderful opportunity for us and we really thank all our investors who have believed in us. Um, and yes, that is enable us, enabling us to rapidly scale uh, the business. So um, a lot of that money is used for new additional hires that we're just about to hire. We've recently been signing up a number of different NHS trusts, and that comes with um, additional maintenance and integration. And uh, we're going to be hiring the teams we need to, to provide that. Um, and we're also going to be looking to uh, our future offerings so that our product doesn't remain static but continues to grow around the perioperative space. And we also reported kind of earlier this year that Concentric Health are involved in the Small Business Research Initiative Healthcare to deliver a, a net zero NHS. Could you tell us a bit about kind of what this programme is, what needs to be done to, to reach net zero healthcare and kind of what role Concentric Health has to play in this? Yeah, well, I think environmental issues have really come to the forefront uh, globally. Uh, you know, we had the COP26 conference um, and there's a massive push now that the NHS is one of the biggest employers worldwide. Uh, but, you know, massive infrastructure within the UK uh, really should have its aspirations to be net zero so net zero means you know no carbon impacts or whatever we spend from a carbon point of view we offset and we try to make things as efficient and as renewable as possible um, and the sbri fund is has uh, funded i think 10 um, initiatives new innovations just with uh, an initial pilot funding scheme that can then expand out uh, to look um, about are there any innovative ways to um, improve net zero within the NHS? Um, so with regards to our grant, um, we have done a bit of blue sky thinking really, and we've really, we, we want to explore as part of our decision-making for treatments and options, both individually as clinicians and patients, but also wide on a more healthcare 
health service, NHS, widespread point of view, can we start discussing the carbon impact of different treatments? So if I could tell you that you could have operation A or operation B, um, but uh, and they were as effective as each other, but Operation A was hugely more carbon intensive than Operation B. Would that sway your decision making? Would, as a patient, would you opt to go for the the more carbon efficient option? As a healthcare provider, as an NHS, would we want to try and steer to people towards the more carbon efficient uh, treatment options? Um, and this, these sort of discussions and this evaluation has never taken place before. So, just the to start with, we just want to see how how can we measure the impact of these different treatment options, and how do we even begin discussing how carbon may impact people's decision making? Of course, kind of over the last few years with, with the pandemic and, and and everything, it's it's been a tough tough few years. What's the the biggest challenges and the obstacles been over those last few years that kind of you've had to over overcome so there's both been sort of pros and cons one of the obstacles has been that you haven't been able to meet people in person and form those slightly more personal relationships uh, that you get through meeting people in person and i think in you know looking over the last 2 years I think all of us as human beings have slightly suffered from that lack of social contact. Uh, but actually, there have been some advantages to it. And the advantages has been that it has been much easier to set up virtual calls and conference calls and discussions with people. And whereas I think pre-COVID, um, if we were going to meet a hospital to discuss their digital consent needs, the expectation would be that we would meet them in person and that place might be six hours away from us and would require an overnight stay in a hotel or whatever. Now it's completely accepted that we will dial in uh, online for our one-hour chat. So I think productivity has has really increased um, both for us as a small company but also across the NHS. Looking back at all the phenomenal work you and the team at Concentric Health have done since you kind of started up really up to now, what kind of things stand out to you that you'd say you're most proud of? I think we're really proud that we've now got mature contracts signed with a number of uh, NHS trusts. And these have been signed on the background that we've now got uh, many thousands worth of patient experience um, having gone through our consent system um, with patient feedback that really is very touching to read because the scores are very high and I'm not going to pretend that every single person absolutely loves it but 99% of the feedback is highly positive with only a few people saying that they'd prefer um, to remain on paper or they don't have digital access and of course it's important to consider how we service the minority that uh, maybe don't find digital access very easy, but for the uh, and as a company, we are definitely looking to um, facilitate those people. But um, for the large majority, I think we've had an overwhelming positive response. Um, we've had massive increase in growth, um, and we've had lots more hospitals and individuals signing up to use us. 
And that's really the thing that I'm most proud of is that patients and clinicians enjoy using this process and they feel that it's really enhanced the consent dialogue and their decision making. Do you actually think kind of, you know, quite a big issue is kind of health inequalities and stuff like that? Do you think digital inclusion, as you kind of mentioned there, I think is that an issue making sure that everyone kind of has that access to digital and technology so that they don't feel excluded as we, as the kind of healthcare becomes more digitised? So I think inclusion is incredibly important. Um, I think um, it requires several things. It requires knowing um how many people do feel left out so we have done some internal um work finding out how many of our uh, of our patients do have access to an internet facing uh, device at home versus not and actually the large majority so over 90 percent do but there are there are a small percent that don't and so when taking Concentric as an example, we've made sure that there's paper-based workflows that can be done. Um, we've made sure that it, that people can be walked through um, by a clinician uh, within the hospital environment and taken through the process so that those that aren't tech savvy or don't have digital devices don't necessarily need to. Um, they can just be walked through the, the process um, and it can really just be a place that they sign on. They can be provided with paper if necessary. And then we've got other people, for example, the hard of sight, and we're able to enlarge our font size and make and do read aloud functions so that it's easier for them to uh, see. And we're working with other groups as well to make sure that um, we're as inclusive as possible. Um, and I think a lot of that is having efficient uh patient public involvement groups um, and making sure that your patient public involvement groups are well represented um, by a wide range of people, but particularly also focusing on those that might be marginalised um, or find it difficult to be included. So at Concentric, we're, that we're, we really make sure that happens. Final question I have for you really, Edward, and that is kind of, you've been on a great journey already, but kind of looking forward, what's, what's next for Concentric Health? What do you and the team want to achieve that maybe you haven't yet done so far? So I'd say the two main things are um, we're, I think we're at the early adopter stage of the innovation life cycle. Um, and I'd really like digital consent um, to be the mainstay of how consent is delivered, not only in the UK, but globally um, and we really want to position ourselves in that space. Um, and in terms of additional features, one thing that I'm very keen on is uh, a lot of the risks and benefits we tell patients as doctors are based slightly on anecdote and what we've seen come through our doors personally and what we've been told of by other people. But actually, there's very little in the medical literature to actually give hard and fast numbers on these complications and risks um, and it's very difficult to tell a patient exactly what their percentage risk and also what these risks might mean to them and I think we've got a fantastic opportunity to increase our patient reported complication data that then we'll get a feedback loop to empower patients um, about what risks are important to them and what other patients in their same scenario are experiencing. 
one final question then before we uh, wrap up. I kind of want to just briefly go back to Pitchfest. As I said, we're kind of down to the last 16 in the competition for this year. And as I said, Concentric Health went through right to the very last stage. You kind of did this earlier, but again, kind of, what would you say if you've got to, in- to encourage startups to, to take part in, in Pitchfest and kind of, yeah, the impacts that they can have? And I think Concentric Health are a good example of how kind of a startup can grow even further after taking part. So kind of what, what would you say to companies thinking about entering? I'd really encourage you to apply. Um, I think the main thing you need, um, so firstly, you need an, an idea, but actually I think often too much weight is put on the idea. Um, what you really need is perseverance. Um, and perseverance means just sticking with your idea Um, and refining it down. And it's only through applying to competitions like Pitchfest that will help you refine down your idea, get some criticism on it, get help you um, make it the best it can be. Um, And if I take my example with Concentric, this hasn't happened overnight. This has been um, really years of perseverance started with an idea but has slowly been refined down refined down refined down uh, to make it what it is today and of course you know we're we're still in the in the early sort of growth phase so there's still a lot more for us to learn absolutely yeah lots more to come but as i said considering health are a great example of a, a pitch fest competitor who have, who have grown and a startup that's grown so well in such a short period of time right that we've come to the end of the show thank you very much um, Edward, as I said, for stepping in at late notice, I'm sure it wasn't easy to kind of just step into a podcast like this and, and face questions at late notice. But yeah, thank you very much for coming on and chatting to chatting to me and chatting to our listeners. Well, thank you very much for having me, Jordan. It's been a pleasure and I'm really sorry about the uh, slightly interrupted um, uh, reception. Um, that's obviously one of the uh, issues about the digital tech movement, but one that we're overcoming. It is, yeah. Thank you very much to, for everyone for listening. We're available on all your favourite podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, to name a few. Uh, this is our final episode before Rewired. Rewired taking place in about a week's time from when this podcast goes out. So, yeah, we'll be back after Rewired. Until then, take care. for listening to Digital Health Unplugged. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favourite podcast platform. And to find out about our latest news and events, head to our website, digitalhealth.net.